The picturesque village of Rudge in the Vale dozed in the summer sunshine. Along its narrow high street, the only signs of life visible were a cat stropping its backbone against the jubilee watering trough, some flies doing deep breathing exercises on the hot window sills, and a little group of serious thinkers who, propped up against the wall of the Carmody Arms, were waiting for that establishment to open. At no time is there ever much doing in Rudge's main thoroughfare, but the hour at which a stranger entering it is least likely to suffer the illusion that he's strayed into Broadway, Piccadilly, or the Rue de Rivoli is at two o'clock on a warm afternoon in July. You will find Rudge in the Vale, if you search carefully, in that pleasant section of rural England where the grey stone of Gloucestershire gives place to Worcestershire's old red brick. Quiet in fact almost unconscious, it nestles beside the tiny river skirm and lets the world go by. Somnolently content with its Norman church, its eleven public houses, its pop, to quote the automobile guide, of 3,541, and its only effort in the direction of modern progress, the emporium of Chaz Bywater Chemist. Chaz Bywater is a live wire, he takes no afternoon siesta, but works while others sleep. Rudge, as a whole, is inclined after luncheon to go into the back room, put a handkerchief over its face, and take things easy for a bit. But not Chaz Bywater. At the moment at which this story begins, he was all bustle and activity, and had just finished selling to Colonel Meredith Wyvern a bottle of Brophy's Paramount Elixir, said to be good for gnat bites. Having concluded his purchase, Colonel Wyvern would have preferred to leave, but Mr. Bywater was a man who liked to sweeten trade with pleasant conversation. Moreover, this was the first time the Colonel had been inside his shop since that sensational affair up at the hall two weeks ago, and Chas Bywater, who held the unofficial position of chief gossip monger to the village, was aching to get to the bottom of that. With the bare outline of the story, he was, of course, familiar. Rudge Hall, seat of the Carmody family for so many generations, contained in its fine old park a number of trees which had been planted somewhere about the reign of Queen Elizabeth. This meant that every now and then one of them would be found to have become a wobbly menace to the passer-by, so that experts had to be sent for to reduce it with a charge of dynamite to a harmless stump. Well, two weeks ago, it seems, they had blown up one of the hall's Elizabethan oaks, and as near as a toucher, Rudge learnt, had blown up Colonel Wyvern and Mr. Carmody with it.